We know that tzaddikim on such a level, they can see beyond the facial expressions. They can see into your eyes and they can feel where you're holding in your nefesh. Spiritually, they can see where you're holding. Wherever you get your podcasts from or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Pasha's told us who's falling who. Shalom to everyone. In this week's parsha, Parshas told us, I want to share with you a Nordic idea brought down by the Goan Rabbi Meir Ruvimen Zatzal in the Sefer Zichon Meir. And he says something like this. It says in the Pasuk that Yitzchak loved Esav, Vayehav Yitzchak is Esav, Kitzayit Befiv. And Rashi explains that the reason Yitzchak loved Esav, because he used to trick him. Tzad Oisoy Umerameo Bedvorim. He tricked him into thinking, to making him think that he was a, a big tzaddik. How did he do that? So Rashi told us, he used to ask him questions such as, Oh, how do you give meiser on this? Even though it was things that you don't need to give meiser, like salt, etc. But still he asked him. So you see that it seems to be that Yitzchak loved him because of that. And he asked, I don't understand. Hare, how can it be that Yitzchak, who was on such a high level, and we know that Tzadikim on such a level, they can see beyond the facial expressions. They can see into your eyes, and they can, even without seeing, they can feel where you're holding in your nefesh. Spiritually, they can see where you're holding. So how can it be that Esav was able to trick his father, Yitzchak, the big Tzadik, into thinking... That he was, that, into making Yitzchak think that Esav was a big tzaddik. How was he able to do that? That Rivka had to put on a show to make Yaakov dress up as if he was Esav to trick, to trick the, the Yitzchak. He was such a big tzaddik. Surely he could see who was a tzaddik or not, especially his own son. So how can we make sense of this? So he wants to say a big chiddish which I don't think goes very nicely with the Midrash Tanchuma. But al Kolpanim, we know there's Pardes, different ways of learning the Torah. And each one can teach us a lesson on how to, to live our lives. Specifically over here, it will be a lesson in Chinuch, a very important idea. And he says the following, Ken Zayn, that we can say, that of course, Yitzchak actually did know exactly where his son Esav was holding. And he knew that he was not doing the right things, as the Midrash Tanchuma says. However, he decided to turn a blind eye to all those facts. First, we'll bring some proofs to this idea that it seems like Yitzchak, of course, knew where Asa was holding. I'll just bring three short rayas. First of all, when, when Yitzchak tells he thinks Esav is in front of him, but really it's Yaakov dressed up as Esav. And he says, come, come. Kshana ve'amushchabni. I want to feel you to make sure you're indeed Esav. Why did he do that? So Rashi explains that Yitzchak said in his heart, wait a second. The way this person's talking in front of me does not sound like Esav. He's, he, he used Hashem's name. And he says, this is what Hashem did, etc. 
he, he, he was saying, Be'ezer Hashem, etc. The Pasuk is, Ki Hashem Elecha. Those wordings sound like you're living with Hashem. Surely that's not, I don't think that's Esav. How can it be? Come, come close to me. Let me feel you to make sure that you're indeed Esav and not Yaakov. And of course Yitzchak thought it was Esav because when he felt, felt his hands, they were, they were hairy because, he, because Rivka helped Yaakov pretend and put something on him to make him think that he was indeed Esav. Proof number two. What was the bracha that Yitzchak actually gave to who, who he thought in front of him was Esav, really was Yaakov? It was mamish a physical gashmi bracha. But the real bracha, the bracha of all brachos, which is Birkas Avrom, which Yitzchak only gave later on in the parsha before he sent out Yaakov to Padan Aram. So that was consciously given only to Yaakov. Why? Because that bracha he didn't want to give Esav. He didn't think he was fitting for it. So that wasn't even a plan to give to Esav. So that's another reasoning to show that obviously Yitzchak knew where Yaakov was holding as opposed to where Esav was holding. And third proof is, as Rashi clearly says, based on the Pasuk, when he told Esav, go, go get me matamim, go get me something that I could eat before I give you a bracha, he made sure he knew, take it from the Hefker and don't steal. Don't take it from the Gezel. In Perik Kaf Zayn Pasukimel, when it says, Vetsudali, so Rashi explains, Ma Hefker, not from the Gezel. Ela, Zoktrab, Me'eruvimen Zatzal, of course he knew where Esau was holding. But, because he realized that even though Esau was doing a lot of wicked things, but because he realized that he still really cared what his parents thought about him. That he always tried to trick them and make them think that he was a big tzaddik. And on top of that, his kibud avayim was phenomenal. It was a, it reached a very high level. That's what the Midrash Rabbah says. That every time he was mishalit and he did and he served his father, he had special clothes he put on. He had big day malchus, royalty clothes that he put on in order to serve his father. And Chazal also tell us that that is one of the reasons that Yaakov that is the main reason that Yaakov was a bit scared of Esav because he knew he had this merit of Kibud Avayim, which is a huge mitzvah. We also know that when Esav got really upset at Yaakov because he felt he stole the blessings from him, he said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait until after my father passes away, after the period of mourning is behind us, and only then I'm going to go kill my brother. But again, he had respect out of his, for his father, so he waited for that. Ella, what's pshar over here? Zokt Perhaps we can say that despite the fact that Yitzchak knew, but Yitzchak realized he wanted to keep and try to influence Esav to go in the right terech. So he says, although it didn't succeed at the end, but he has to do his ishtadlus as a parent and teach us how to, how to deal with our friends and, and kids. And he said, Kol Od, he really cares about us. And Kol Od, he's at least realizing and putting on a show to make us think he's a big tzaddik. I'm going to treat him like that. Because that could be the last thread by which I can bring him back. And I'm going to do my best to influence him and show him love and care and that I appreciate him. And that through that, he can come back to Yiddishkeit. 
And that's a very, very vital lesson. And of course, you have to be mitiaitz with, with, uh, with, with, with the rabbi or someone that's big in chinuch that can tell you in each case what to do. But you see, and especially in our generation, the importance of showing love and care and appreciating the kid and the people. And that's exactly what Yitzchak did. And it's true, we have to touch up the Pasuk when it says, which Rashi explained to us, which is based on the Tanhuma, that he tricked him by asking him all kinds of questions to make him think that he's a tzaddik. Really, it means that that's only from Esav's perspective. Esav thought that Yitzchak loved him because he was making him think that he's a tzaddik. But he didn't really trick him. That's what Esav was thinking. That Pasuk is telling us, according to this Malach, what Esav was thinking. But indeed, Yitzchak knew exactly where he was holding. And therefore, we can say that perhaps that's the reason where the word in Lashon HaKodesh is different. When the Pasuk is describing the love of Rivka towards Yaakov, it says, V'Rivka O'Heves Es Yaakov, in the present tense, as if it's continuous and real love, real true 100% love, for everything he's doing. Whereas Yitzchak, he didn't have 100% love towards the actions of Esav. He actually wasn't so happy with the actions that Esav was doing. But he, he made it seem as if he was happy on that level. And that's why it doesn't say, but rather in the passive tense, in the passive tense, past tense, you could say also, why? Because he just did a klapechutz, but he wasn't really truly happy with all the actions Esav was doing, as he knew he was a wicked person, as Midrash and Chuma goes in depth to say about that. I just want to end up with a story that on a certain level shows the same idea. The Chafetz Chaim, as we all know, had a yeshiva in Radin, and there was one bachu that was a bit problematic, and the Chafetz Chaim kept trying to tell all the Rabbanim, let's try to keep him a bit more, maybe it'll change, but let's do everything we can as he was known, that he cared about every Jew. And it just didn't work out, because at some point, it got to it reached a climax where he was doing things that were really negatively impacting the yeshiva. He already had a din roidef, and he couldn't keep him. The, the, the rabbonim over there in the yeshiva told the Chafetz Chaim, it's impossible, we tried everything. He has to go in immediately. Any other second he stays in the yeshiva is, is a big problem. It can affect negatively affect everyone else. So the Chafetz Chaim realized it was Ratzon Hashem to, unfortunately, he had no choice but to let him go. So he had to come and speak to the Bachur and he said, I'm sorry, but you have to leave and you have to leave, pack your bags right now. And the Bachur told the Chafetz Chaim, but, but, but what am I going to do? There's no train, I can't even get home tonight. He goes, I'm sorry, you have to, you have to leave the yeshiva. So he said to the Chafetz Chaim, but where am I going to sleep? And suddenly... There was a big smile on the Chafetz Chaim's face. And as we know, his name is Yisrael Meir. He said, what do you mean? Yisrael Meir will host you. You'll come and sleep by me. It was obvious. You'll come sleep by me. I have a, I have a mitzvah, achnasus of course. And he brought him into his house and he gave him to eat. And when he went to sleep, the Chafetz Chaim was worried that he was cold. So he put his coat on him and he gave him a blanket. And this Bachor... As he got older, he went through many, many turbulences in his life, like many of us go through. And he always told his close friends and his kids that what kept him 
in Yiddishkeit and the love for Yiddishkeit was the warmth he felt when the Chafetz Chaim put that coat on him and that blanket. You see the amazing impact of showing war- warmth to another Yid, no matter where he's holding, can have. Yiratzon that will be zoiche to have siyata dishmaya and bring up our kids and our and our friends and everyone around us to affect one another to continuously grow and do what's really the only thing that's important in, in this world which is Kilvas Elokim and Yiras Shamayim Have a good Shabbos Thank you for joining us This is the Prism of Torah Visit our website prismoftorah.com where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Eddie Podcast Productions.